All right, welcome everyone to Talk to Tatiana show. And today uh, with me, I have a very interesting and special guest, Josh Corpel. Josh, welcome. Tell us about you. Hey, well, it's so good to be here. Thank you, Tatiana. Uh, I apologize in advance because I am currently in Key West, Florida, and there are gangs of roosters that roam around here. Uh, they call them Key West Gypsy Chickens, and you will most likely hear them in the background of our talk today. That's perfect. I have 10 chickens. We are waiting for our very first egg. We don't have a rooster, but uh, I don't really mind roosters at all. So I think it's totally fine. It actually makes it more interesting, don't you think? I agree. I agree. This uh, this one in particular, we've nicknamed Elvis, and he is, I'll tell you, these roosters, they they look so majestic, but man, are they clumsy and just, they're all over the place. You just, man, you got to wonder what's going on inside their heads. But uh, but no, I, um, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I, uh, yeah, I am in Key West. I've been here since the lockdown. I normally live in New York City, just just actually north of the city on a sailboat uh, moored in the Hudson River, and uh, and and I basically I do all of my business online at the moment. So I uh, I have a software company, and we have two pieces of software that uh, that are on subscription, and I also host a show, a Facebook Live show, and uh, then before that. I was a mechanical engineering designer for the entertainment industry, so I did a lot of crazy one-off um, projects and designs for guys like Cirque du Soleil and Disney and MGM and Universal Studios and stuff. And uh, then previously before that, in all of my 20s, I was in the tall ship industry and was a professional sailor. I was sailing all over the world. So oh, my God. It's been a crazy journey thus far. Sailing all over the world. What was that like? Well, I'll tell you, it was uh, it was something that taught me everything that I can that I can now rely on to be true. You know, everything that I do and a lot of the decisions that I make in business actually came and stemmed from lessons that I learned out at sea, for sure. Um, so, uh, so it was incredible. You know, I graduated I graduated from Boston, uh, from Denison University uh, with my undergrad in Spanish, and I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do with that. And rather than try and get a job right out of school, I went and volunteered on this big tall ship, uh, which if you don't know what that is, it's essentially like, looks like a giant pirate ship in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania called the Brig Niagara. And I stayed there for three months as I helped them sail around. And then they, we downrigged the ship. I absolutely fell in love with the entire premise, the people, the work was fulfilling. And I said to myself, oh my God, like th this is something that I want to continue to do here. And uh, that led me to essentially a journey that took me from ship to ship and place to place for about six years. I got my captain's license. I worked my way all the way up through every rank, got my captain's license, was driving these boats uh, and just had a whole kind of like all kinds of crazy things happen to me in my 20s. Wow, that sounds sounds actually very interesting. And um, how did all of that lead you to go for a mechanical engineering degree? <laughs> well, actually, it's it's pretty funny. Like, there's there's a lot of overlap. You know, um, when you're sailing like that, you start to gain a confidence in how you solve problems, right? 
because the one, you know, the one miss like misnomer, the one like misconception with engineers and engineering from the general public is that there is, there's like a back of the book answer for a lot of these problems. And granted, you know, some of the engineering there is, you know, the like general structural engineering and, you know, codes for, you know, for keeping, you know, for keeping buildings up during earthquakes and stuff like that, that's all, that's all generally acknowledged, right? But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but for the most part, a lot of the problems that you end up solving, at least that I was solving, both at sea and then finally, like, for like Justin Timberlake, uh, they'd never been done before. You know, you, you're constantly creating a hypothesis in your mind and then running experiments to test it and making observations and then doing the whole thing all over again. You know, it's just this constant, endless loop to improve the solution and to see if what you think would work would work uh and so it when i was doing all of this stuff at at sea you really run into situations where you have to improvise but you have to figure it out it's you're very it's very self-sustaining you know you you have to be you know you have to be prepared but at the same time you have to be flexible and adapt to the situation i found that that really served me well in the engineering world and I've always been, you know, I've always been um, able to uh, handle the math and the science, and I've always been interested in how things worked and and stuff. And it was just a natural transition between that and and the engineering stuff. Huh. That's so interesting. Um, I mean, my husband is a mechanical engineer, and it's you know, I definitely see the difference in the approach and the mindset, and and for sure, it's it affects every part of life. So I totally can can see that. Um, so after you started building different installations and other things that you mentioned after completing your engineering degree, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like I, uh, I went to school, I got my degree, my master's in, uh, uh, at Boston university, mechanical engineering. So, um, at the very end of it, you know, you sort of have to do a thesis slash like major project and uh and i went out to this theater group called the huntington theater in boston and i said look i don't know what i can do for you guys but let's figure something out because i want i want to be in the entertainment field i feel like that is exciting to me i didn't want to you know just dump myself into uh i don't know like like being the 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 new engineer in the rotating parts division of GE. Like that wasn't exciting to me. I wanted to build some really cool stuff. So, uh, so that's what I did. I got an, and then that led me to an internship with a company that handled a lot of these entertainment related projects. And that, that actually was very, very competitive that I, I found out later. Um, that internship that I got was extremely competitive, but I got it. I rocked it. And then, as soon as I finished the degree, uh, went right into working for them full time. Nice, nice. So, I mean, you sort of have been, um, I guess, uh, what's the expression? Um, kind of a free spirit since college. <laughs> is, that, is that is that a true statement? Yeah, you know, in a, in a way, like yes, it's and it's. I feel like the reason that I've been able to do that is because I I had a lot of self discipline. Um, which I feel like maybe some people would think that that's counterintuitive, but it's actually not. Uh, I feel like the more self-discipline that you have, 
the more you can control your own life. And the same way that, for instance, if you are very skilled on a bike, the more tricks that you can do on the bike. Um, so I had that level of discipline from the, from the sailing and I was able to, yeah, kind of, kind of not do the normal thing for the most part. Uh, and so far just kind of followed my intuition and my gut and it hasn't steered me wrong thus far. That's awesome. And now you, um, can you talk about what you, what you're up to now? Um, you know, if you're at liberty to share, um, your project, because I know a little bit about it and, and what excites you about it and how did you come up with, with this, um, idea? Okay. Well, so yes, of course I will share it. And sorry, there's a there's Key West, there's all kinds of stuff happening and apparently something's going on, something's on fire. Um, so, uh, so the, my latest project that I've actually been working on for the last number of years is called Fire Builders. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a way that coaching, that people in the coaching industry and consultants and, you know, team leaders can really build relationships with their people four times faster than normal because it provides them daily accountability uh, and, and, it's, and then all that accountability is personalized to them. And so these coaches can use this fire builders tool to build these relationships with thousands of people at a time, but have it be very personal and very adaptive to what each individual person needs. Um, now, I would love to claim that I had this in a shower moment or something like that, where I was like, Eureka, you know? But to be honest, the reason that it came about was because I built it for my mother. Um, there's a there's a really funny story to this, but a few years ago, you know, she is an author, and she was having a little trouble with with the book. You know, she ran into a kind of a dry spell, as authors do, where they're just not really motivated to write, and um, and because of that, she was calling me quite a bit. I mean, every day. And at the time I was like, just getting on my feet on my own. I had just left the entertainment world and the, enter the engineering world. And, you know, so I'm like, you know, working these 16 hour days, right. Really, really hustling. And as much as I love my mom, I couldn't be on the phone talking to her a lot of the time. So what I did was I said, well, you know, maybe there's a way that we could kind of both get what we want. I knew that she wanted the inspiration and the motivation and the accountability and the structure to just to just be followed up with to do one thing per day, but then to do it from me, from her son, you know, getting her inspiration from me. Um, but I also needed to do it in an automated way because I wanted to build this thing, press play, and have it just run for thirty days. Uh, so it took a little while, but I ended up figuring it out, and it worked so well. And she just absolutely loved it. That word spread amongst other people. They started using it for different goals. And, uh, and then the whole idea just grew and grew. And I refined it as I talked with more and more people. And then we started white labeling the software. And, you know, and keep in mind, like, I, you know, I didn't have this idea and then just go to a developer and say, okay, okay, bro, like, how much is it going to cost me to you know, build this whole thing? I, I like pieced this together with existing tools and software and experimented and, and stuff. And, uh, 
and built two MVPs and tested the concept before we even thought about building our own software. Um, so that's, but, but it worked. We had paying customers for this like crazy janky version that I had. And, um, and that was enough validation that we went ahead, myself and uh, my co-founder, David Stack, um, and we built this whole thing from the ground up. That's awesome. I mean, I have been uh, just using it a little bit, starting to use it for my, one of my programs, and um, I'm waiting to see the feedback from the people who actually use it. So I'm actually really excited about the software. I think that it can be used in a variety of ways and for a variety of, um, I guess, industries. Totally, totally. And that's what's so, that's what's honestly, that's what's so exciting about it. It really is amazing. You can, you know, you can use it in so many different ways. And to be honest, you know, I have to say that even starting with my mom doing this and now, now having other coaches and, and people that I know and don't know using this tool, it's, it's less of a tool to keep you accountable to learn something new, even though it can be used that way. I think personally, it's more helpful to help rewire people's minds on a consistent basis and help them unlearn the things that are really holding them back. You know, some, some beliefs that they have set for themselves that really aren't true. And, and the, it takes a while. It takes, you know, some constant reminding and motivation and inspiration and support to really unlearn those things so that you can move forward. That's, that's really what it does. It, you know, it helps people stay accountable to unlearn horrible things they tell themselves on a daily basis and half the time don't even realize. Yeah, it's, it's totally, totally, you're totally right because that's, that happens even to the most disciplined and the most, um, motivated people. I think at, at one point we don't always kind of roll and, you know, or, or we're not, we're not always on the roll and we're not always kind of pumped to do all this stuff even the most, like I said, motivated and, and disciplined of us. Um, and we need sometimes a, a little kick <laughs> yeah. to, you know, to do this. Yeah, totally. You know, the one person that uses it calls it the daily nudge. Um, she's a career coach and, and she has had her people now go through this for the last month on a daily, daily basis. And she's getting, you know, great feedback back every day about, you know, what they're doing and what they're accomplishing, what's holding them back, et cetera. But it was funny because she just went on LinkedIn not too long ago, just a few days ago, and tagged me in the post, and uh, and it was an interview with one of the you know one of her people, and they had been using this accountability system for the last like really like three four weeks, and they said what's crazy about it is that is that it was hard the first two weeks you know it was a little bit difficult to wrap your head around doing something small every single day. But they did it. Even though it was hard, they did it. And two weeks in, they started noticing a massive change. And then things really started to snowball with them. Uh, things started happening. People started reaching out. And it was because they simply showed up consistently every day. So, so I agree with you, Tatiana. It doesn't matter how motivated you are. Th that motivation usually comes in these big phases you know, it's like a, you know, you're motivated for a little bit and then you're demotivated for a little bit. And then you go back into motivation and demotivated. And, and what I think is a, a healthier and, and easier to manage approach 
is just doing something small. You don't have to be motivated. Just like just kicking it off and doing something small every single day. And that consistency is really, is really what, what makes the difference between people that, that succeed and, and that don't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So in this journey, kind of as a free spirit, as a freelancer before, and as a, your own boss now, have you had an area that you, that was, that you struggled with and not necessarily like struggle, struggle, but something that wasn't what you, what you expected or something that wasn't the way you would have hoped, um, kind of, running your own, calling your own shots? Uh, yeah, tons, tons and tons and tons. Um, one, one big one that I feel like your listeners could probably relate to is the idea, well, my expectation of how the world was going to react to the things that I created. Um, because a lot of times we get wrapped up in our own hype and I would think to myself, oh my God, like, this is going to change the game for people. I'm so excited to bring this to the world. And it is soul crushing when you spend a lot of time on something, present it to the general public and, um, and realize that no one cares, you know, or it's not that they don't care, you know, but it's, they don't care as much as you care. And that can be, that can be really, you know, one devastating, but two, um, that's when people, that's when people think to themselves, oh, well, I guess my idea wasn't that great. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought that I was going to. Maybe I'm, I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I should just quit, you know? And, so what kept you going? <laughs> well, what kept, what kept me going anyway is knowing that, 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 to be honest, everybody, any feedback, I mean, even with the engineering stuff, like, what I learned in engineering was that, was that you come up with an idea, you, you create, you know, an, a hypothesis, how is this going to work? You engineer it and then you give it to the masses or in my case, like my boss or, um, a group of engineers that independently look at your calculations and determine whether or not they make sense or not. And they tell you whether you're crazy or whether, you know, you got yourself like down a good path. But either way, either way, right, we all have the same goal, which is to create something fantastic that works. So that negative feedback, even though in the short term, it can be thought of, it can be perceived as negative, it's really there to help you figure out another way. It's there to push you outside of your comfort zone and come up with a different way to think about it. Um, and so even you know, with the software and stuff, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't with the software, you know, whatever, for everything that you, every move that you make and every decision that you make about a feature and, and stuff, there's going to be just as many people that love it as say to you, why in the hell did you do that? That makes no sense. Are you insane? Right? <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. yeah. So you get, you know, so you get really not desensitized, but you get just better at taking, taking criticism and taking the fact that maybe no one said anything. And that's also another kind of form of, of communication. If no one says anything about it, right, then, then that's, not, that's not because there's something wrong with them. It just means that you got to go back and come up with another way, right? 
uh, come yeah. up with a better way. And, um, and I feel, yeah, that, that, uh, the sooner that you can learn that no matter what you're doing out there, you know, the sooner that you can learn that, be okay with it and realize that it's a process, the, you know, the faster that you're gonna, that you are going to reach whatever goal it is that you're trying to reach. Yeah, I love that. It's actually one of my favorite things that you've said, um, that negative feedback is still feedback. I think having crickets is worse than, you know, having negative feedback because you, it actually gives you something to work with. It does. It really does. You're right. And, you know, and, and also, you, you know, I found that sometimes the, even the positive feedback isn't true. Right. They, like whenever you ask somebody after you create something and you say, Hey, isn't this cool? You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of psychology that goes into their answer. They're not always telling you the truth and not because they want to lie to you, but they just don't want to hurt your feelings. Um, yeah. and, uh, and you have to take that into account too, that, that yeah, pe- like people will speak with their, with their wallets. That's, that's really the, the one true, <laughs> the one true statement is that if they like it, if they believe in it, no matter what they say, um, if they're willing to invest some money into it to give it a try, right? That's how you know that you're on to something great. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, but any feedback is good. Yeah, awesome. So, in your journey, uh, was there anything that you were surprised by Mm, surprised well let's see i would say i was surprised you know and i still am uh surprised by how long it takes you know and i and i guess now maybe i'm not so surprised as i am just sort of complacent about it where i just i just take it as fact but at the very beginning um all the expectations that people see on on social media and the hypey you know, juicy, sexy, um, stuff. It's, it, it's great. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it exists because it motivates people to try. Um, but you have to realize the expectation here is that, is that it's going to take you much, much longer, but that's a good thing because in my mind anyway, again, I kind of going back going back to the engineering thing. And I'm doing that because I know that you're in that world too with your husband and stuff. And so this, so you know what I'm saying, you know, if you, if you were going to build a bridge, right, who do you want to build that bridge? Somebody that says they can do it in three days or somebody that says, look, it's going to take me a year, but it's because we want the bridge to last and it's going to take some planning. It's really going to take some thinking through a lot of the problems and preempting them to make our bridge as robust as possible for any type of vehicle, any type of weather, earthquakes, hurricanes, tsunamis, you name it, it will withstand that. And it's, and of course, you know, when you hear that example, you know, you want the bridge to last, but, but not everybody, you know, not everybody wants to say that they just, uh, you know, they really want to say, Hey, I'll be able to do this to you in three days. And so I had a, at the very beginning, I had sort of a, mixed expectation of how long it was going to take to achieve some level of success. Um, that surprised me when, when, I mean, 
Can I swear on this podcast? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Okay. So I won't. Uh, so that surprised me when I was like, man, um, five years have gone by and, and I'm, you know, I'm farther along, but I'm not nearly as far along as I thought that I would be. Uh, but again, I think that's a good thing because I do know in my heart of hearts that the foundations that have taken so long to build are going to serve me for the much longer term than something, something flash pan, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally subscribe to that too. Um, and um, so Josh, as we wrap up here, could you describe um, your ideal client for the software that you launched? Yeah, sure. Cool. It's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're um, coaches, consultants, the people that have, that have online courses and masterminds. Um, right now, currently, you know, people that have anywhere between one and say, you know, a hundred people that are in a, a, a group, a paid group of theirs, and that they just want to develop a more intimate relationship with. Really, these coaches and consultants that, that have the long game in mind, where they say to themselves, they've had enough experience to realize that it is quite expensive to go and constantly be looking for new people to bring in to their world because they can't retain the people that they already have. And, and so if you want to play the long game, if you really want to create a difference in people's lives and have them stick with you for long, for, for the long term, then, then it is really all about understanding and giving them a channel to, to, to speak up, to step up, right? Um, and, uh, and to be held accountable and to just help them unlearn some of the bad habits that they might have learned. To me, Tatiana, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but honestly, to me, it is, it is not about information anymore. There are so many courses that you can get for free on YouTube and yada, yada, yada. Everything's out there. It is really now about understanding that it is helping people and supporting people in action. That's the key. That's going to be the key for the next 5, 10, 20 years is helping people sift through all the craziness and actually make some meaningful changes in their lives. So coaches and consultants that agree with what I just said, you should check it out because I think that you're really going to dig it. Awesome. And where can they find you? Uh, well, they can find the software at firebuilders.io, right? That's the main page. Um, and, uh, and they can find me a couple of different places. I'm on Facebook. If you just, uh, Josh Corporal, um, I'm on Instagram. Firebuilders is on Instagram. And if you just, uh, you can reach out, uh, uh, at any point in time, just shoot me an email, josh at firebuilders.io. And I would be happy, happy to, uh, to write back and, and, uh, and discuss whatever it is that you're trying to do. Awesome. Awesome. This sounds great. All of that will be in the show notes. So, uh, listeners could, could, uh, can't, will be able to get the hold of the link and, and your social media handles. Josh, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. Your insight was actually really fun and exciting and, <laughs> and, inter and interesting. And I agree with everything that you've, you've shared with, with us today. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tatiana, for the opportunity. It's great speaking with you. I can't wait for you to get back feedback on fire builders. Um, I know that's coming up soon and then we'll have to loop back around and, uh, and talk about all the cool insights 
that you learn. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, Josh. All right. Thank you. And you've, you've, so you've been listening to Talk to Tatiana show, subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Thank you.